Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. everybody welcome one and all to another edition of your favorite movie podcast the spectacle known only as sports perspective this is episode 72 taking a swim in the deadpool i am your host sports guy 515 and on this episode we will discuss and review the film that is taking everyone by storm a refreshing entry into the somewhat stagnant comic book film lore it's deadpool before all that allow me to introduce my co-host my special guest co-host actually the man who was once named francis but had it legally name changed ladies and gentlemen Dan Alfo Rod Costa. What the fuck? <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was going to make a joke about ordering uh, pineapple and olive pizza, but you just threw me completely off there by, by using that name. <laughs> or, or as he's most commonly known, the Emperor Big D. I like Dan Alfo at Costa. What was it? What was Rod Dan Alfo Rod Costa. Jesus, that's a fucking tongue twister. <laughs> I can't be as cynical or as dry as Adolfo, so I have to be more wacky. He un- he bounces the equation, and I unbounce at the yeah. Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> right. But anyway, for the well, for a lot of you listeners right now, I'm sure this is like, where the hell is Back to the Future Part 3? No, well, not. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, folks, Adolfo, the real Adolfo, is, has been out sick for a while, so uh, he wasn't able to record. We were supposed to record that now, but... We're going to postpone it, so hopefully next week if he gets better. And uh brought Big D on. We're going to talk some Deadpool. Yeah, let's talk it. Yeah, all right, so... Did you see it? I oh, I did see it, <laughs> obviously. It? Well, just once for me. Have you seen it more than once? No, once for me, too, yeah. Once for me. I was thinking about going back and seeing it again, but right now... I, well, that's a film that... Well, I mean, we're going to get to that, but that's a film that really lends itself to, like, the uh, multiple viewings, mainly because of the fourth wall humor, because, like... When you when you first you know hear it and you see it you know like it catches you off guard and then like now the second third view you can fully appreciate it you know the build up and then it, it's even funnier. Uh yeah, I mean I I guess I, I don't know for sure I guess because we'll talk about it when we go through this but uh I had a the thing about the movies I had a blast watching it I had a blast watching the movie it's a fun ride. And uh, what more can I say, bro? Some people are saying it's the best comic book movie of all time. I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about that yet. 
Yeah, I don't know about that, but it's definitely one of the most fun. It, it, I haven't had that kind of fun since Guardians of the Galaxy, I would say. You know Ant what? That, that, that's too. a good comparison because that's how I felt too. Yeah, and that was good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like I don't know if it really hits the emotional highs that like Dark Knight Rises or Superman 2 hits uh, or even like, you know, the um, the character kind of – because the thing – I mean we'll talk about it when we get through it, but the whole thing with, you know – the villain was kind of a letdown, but I don't know if it's going to hit the level of like villains that Spider-Man one and two did the Sam Raimi movie. So, I mean, there's a lot of flaws in the movie. It's not a perfect movie, but it's a fun movie. And to me, the reason why I never came down on you that hard, like everybody else did about you giving five stars to days of futures past, because to me, movies should be about how you feel. Right. And yeah. Okay. Like you can be critical. You can criticize cinematography, special effects, all that shit. But at at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is how you feel when you get done watching the movie. And Days of Futures Past did move me. So you giving it five stars, even though you get teased about it, I don't think it's that crazy. <laughs> Maybe it's not five stars because a five-star movie is very hard to come by. But if it's a, it's about emotion, like Dusty Rhodes said. It's and, about the emotion, baby. That's the emotion. <laughs> this great spot was built on emotion. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean... I mean, like we'll get into it now. But the first thing, like I, I have some talking points here that you know we can go through. Um, the first thing is I know you mentioned this also at on your uh review that your personal review, which is on uh superfriendsuniverse.com and your Geekdom One Hundred One YouTube channel. So go and subscribe. Yeah. Um, so Deadpool, it's amazing to me, bro. It's amazing that you know you get the warnings ahead. If you're a parent, you get the warnings ahead of time. This is a very hard R rating. There's a lot of cursing, there's a lot of sex, violence, and yet people still insist on bringing their kids, thinking, oh, it's a superhero movie. I had a couple of kids in my screening, I don't know about you. Yeah, well, I, well, I, I said it in the freaking review that you said that you listened to. Uh, we talked about it. They're, they're... Well, I wanted to let you bring it up, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. I had heard about a few minutes before the movie started, I talked to a buddy of mine who went to go see it with, and there had been scuttlebutt um, about a sex scene in the movie. And it was a very, I was told it was a very raunchy sex scene. I tried to avoid spoilers and I did avoid them, but I was told yeah. about this sex scene. And, um, and you know, obviously in the promotional material, Ryan Reynolds and the whole crew was like, this is not for kids, this is not for kids, this is not for kids. They kept repeating that point. And when you actually watch the movie, it really isn't for kids. I mean, look, when I was a kid, I watched R-rated movies, right? It's a normal thing. But the, the gratuitous sex scene in this movie, I mean, the profanity is one thing. It's just profanity. I don't really care about that. But the gratuitous sex scene, to me, was borderline softcore porn. And, yeah, like you said, I had little kids. I had a little girl. She was, like, four years old with a pink dress on in this movie theater. I just don't understand. I guess the parents either don't care or they didn't know, you know. And the thing right. is that, I mean, hell, the sex scene in the movie, in my opinion, was damn near NC-17. You know, and that's the big yeah. news right now is the whole the sex scene. But... That's more the parents' fault than the movie producers. I mean, they told you it was R-rated. You right. I don't know if you to, saw the. Uh, I think the the producers like had like a message from Deadpool sent out as like a meme saying, you know, dear parents, you know, uh, you really shouldn't take your kids to see my movie. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you know you're probably gonna get offended by, and then you're gonna complain to the studio, and then they're gonna cancel my sequels. So please don't bring it. your kids. That's like Simpsons humor, bro. <laughs> right? When Maggie took off the pacifier and said sequel, even though there was none ever and there never will be. There, there probably never will be, right? <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, that movie has aged like freaking crotch rock, bro, because 
<laughs> I tried to watch that movie. You know I love this. I tried to watch that movie again, bro. Yeah. And it's just not funny. It's not good. Like it's not really a good movie. I, I hate to say it, but it's not really. I mean, I mean, I, I need to rewatch it again then too because well, I still have fond memories of it. You might like it. I'm talking about my opinion. Like yeah. I, I watched it again like two years ago. I saw it in theaters like opening night. Yeah. Me, oh, me bro. too. Right, but. Oh man, like I, it was just to me, it, it wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. But uh, that and that might happen with Deadpool. I don't think so because the thing that there's other things that made Deadpool strong, but uh, you know the sequel thing. Yeah, I, 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 it's gonna happen one way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, especially well, now it's definitely gonna happen. So I mean, after the yeah. what, the money it's making, shit. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, no, it, 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 I think it broke the record. Was the story not that it broke a uh, highest? Uh, what was it? Highest? I think it was like a highest R-rated film. I think it was it the highest R-rated film opening weekend gross ever. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that's what it was. So which which is amazing. And then with the overseas set, it's, it's getting to man, this is this is a record-breaking film right here. But um, yeah, now it's a movie though, I mean, really? Yeah, it's a fucking awesome movie. But like now, here's the other interesting part of all this too is that um. You know, I kind of got the the vibe when seeing this movie, and then it was pretty much confirmed afterward. But it's like, you know, now it's like Fox is like now creating their own Marvel universe to kind of yeah, not 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 it's not going to be as big as the MCU, but it's like you know, with the properties they own, they're creating their own little like cross promotional stuff, like they did here. When you see, oh, by the way, spoilers, people. You know, it's obvious when you listen to our reviews, but um they show like the you know the xavier institute um they showed uh you know and then they made mention of like the x-men yeah so like it, i like how they're kind of like now starting like to cross those franchises even though like deadpool is x-men you know you know but yeah. i like how they're kind of like crossing those film franchises well they're doing cable next and um they're doing uh x well not cable they're doing x-force which is supposed to have cable in it but they haven't cast cable yet like deadpool told us in the movie um, you know, in in the the Ferris Bueller. You heard about the like the the Kevin Nash possibly thing? Oh, that's him. That's he him. He wants it, bro. But yeah. you mean as Cable? Yes, yeah, Cable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I he wants it, bro. We'll see, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, no, it, it um it, it definitely it, it could be one of those movies that will be remembered as a movie that changed the business because now Wolverine's supposed to be getting an R rating. Um, now before Dude, Deadpool it, came out. They had actually announced the Killing Joke animated, with featuring the return of Mark Hamill. Thank God, as, as the Joker and Kevin Conroy as Batman. It was supposed to be the. It was supposed to be, and it's still coming out. The legitimate finale to Batman the animated series. It's gonna be like the finale where they're gonna do Killing Joke, and that's R-rated. That's gonna be an R-rated animated film. So it's gonna be interesting, very interesting to see that because they were gonna do it first, but Marvel put theirs out first, but. They wow. already had the plans to make that movie R-rated. So like, now, I didn't even, like, the way you just, I didn't even hear that this was going to be, like, technically, like, the end of the, the Batman animated series, which makes it even more awesome. I didn't it's, hear about It's that. supposed to be, like, the swan song for those actors. Unless they come back and do another one, bro, because you know how it is. Like, ah. But right now. And that and that graphic novel is amazing, by the way. Like, I have it displayed right now, like, on top of my record play with all my other, other Batman graphic novels. It's an amazing story. It's one of my favorites. And you it's know? also not for kids. Exactly. Yeah, it's extremely uh, – it is extremely uh, uh, graphic too, the graphic yeah. novel. So who knows how it's going to be animated-wise. I mean we're going to see Barbara Gordon get her legs broken, spoiler. So get <laughs> put in a wheelchair, dude. That's some yeah, that's some pilmanizing shit right there. So we'll see. But, um, but I'm just saying that there is a new trend now of these people marketing 
movies and television to older audiences. And I think that's a smart thing to do. You can't have the thing is you can't have everything be like this. You know, Spider Man, Iron Man. That's the thing too. Yeah, they cannot be R rated. That's more more for the the young adult teens. Um, kids, yeah, there, there was know. like people, you know, people writing articles like in, in the days after Deadpool, you know, basically saying, you know, just because Deadpool is such a huge success and it's rated R doesn't mean all superhero movies have to be rated R now, you know. I don't want to see freaking Spider-Man cussing or Doctor Strange cussing. I mean, I'm already pissed off enough that Zack Snyder has turned Superman to a dark character. That's already a problem with me, if you ask me. But uh, and I'm not looking forward to this film, but you know, we're all gonna see it. So well, it's like, I mean, I'm not gonna point. hate on the movie because the last couple trailers have looked pretty impressive. Um, but we'll see. I- I'm, I'm going. But it's to like it seems like there's no surprises left for that film. You know, it's like they blew everything in the trailers. You mean like uh, Terminator Five or whatever? <laughs> pretty much. Remember, I was, I, I, w- I was thinking it was a double swerve. I was thinking John Connor's not gonna be a heel. It was just a, t- a trailer swerve, and I was wrong. I was wrong. So. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know if you, you I, heard. I, uh, I don't know if you heard Draven bury it on on the show, but that was a yes, uh, that was something. Yes. Well, he buried it. Yeah, he, he had the same exact conversation to me like an hour after after he saw it. So, almost verbatim. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's like you know, like we like said, it's the trend that's you know happening now. It seems you know with with you know superhero movies probably or possibly getting R ratings now for their films, which you know, like some of the articles have said, really isn't a great idea. You know, because it's you kind of saturating the market. In a way, you know, because now you're kind of making, you know, you have, you know, the, the kids market, you have like the teenage market, you know, and you're kind of like, kind of, I don't want to say blocking is like the wrong word, but it's like you're preventing that money from, you know, going to your to your product. So that's that becomes a problem, too. Yeah, I just don't think that they should make every movie. You, you know what I mean? They just yeah. Should... Now. Yeah. N- yeah, pretty much. But uh. but it works for Deadpool and for Wolverine. Thing about Wolverine is I don't want to see you know I'm sure ladies will disagree with me but I you know I don't want to see Hugh Jackman fucking in the movie <laughs> but if he's gonna use those claws and cut people up into pieces I'm cool with that that's okay well I mean we already saw his bare ass in freaking uh, Days of Futures Past so. yes we did bro and his alleged clean alleged allegedly uh, unsteroided body bro because <laughs> what was the story that Dwayne Johnson told him to eat 20 chickens a day or something yeah right. something, something like that tell me another one yeah like Wolverine said he got big as a horse meat yep. um all right so what i also wanted to bring up is as all you listeners know i'm not very sage like when it comes to comic books i'm in fact i don't know jack about comic books but you and adolfo are like my resident comic book experts i wouldn't call myself an expert but i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) so i knew colossus because you know i played marvel vs. capcom 2 it was one of my favorite games you know, growing up high school and all that, so my friends would always play that game. When well, they you came watched X Men: The Animated Series too, right? I mean, That's I well, I have I have very uh very vague memories of that because I didn't watch it as much as like my other friends did. You know, you gotta get the DVDs. The first three seasons are fantastic. Hell, it's but a- you're still watching Zoo Ranger, bro. That's the other thing. You haven't even finished that yet. <laughs> right? He's still on episode four. This guy. This is this is so much to watch, bro. And then I'm, I told you I'm I'm going back to watch Pokemon again. I'm uh, not even done with that either. You're going to probably – there's a very good chance that halfway through you're going to give up. I just have that feeling because it's – when you watch it now, bro, it's – yeah. And please do not buy that Blu-ray. Triple I'm not pack. buying that shit. Fucking waste of money, bro. Yeah, look, <laughs> don't. That is a waste of money like you said. But here's the thing also, dude. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. I'm like, what? 
who the hell is that? Nobody you know? really knows who that is. Um, she's like a new character. I was actually not too familiar with her myself, cause she um, so she's like a two. She started like in the early two thousands. And by then I was kind of like done with X-Men. You know what I mean? Like personally, she's one of the the uh, mutants from Genosha and one of Emma Frost's students. That That's mm. her story essentially. Um, and that's it. I mean, they're really – she doesn't have her own titles or anything as far as I know. Uh, she has a few things with the X-Men here and there. But they literally pulled her out of nowhere because she yeah. she's not a – she's like a C character. Like you have your Marvel A-listers, your B-listers. She's like a C-lister. She's like Fin Fang Foom or <laughs> Wow. Like white knight like nobody even knows who they are yo yeah even emma frost is like a b character you know in shadow cat right you know uh, yeah but they pulled her out of nowhere bro i don't know yeah but i mean and then it's like you think back and like you know i guess for the role that they put her in she was okay i, guess, I don't know if they really needed her in this movie but i don't know maybe they just needed wanted a second x-men and they just picked her for some reason i guess because she was relatively unknown you know but I, I have no idea. Maybe they couldn't afford anybody. Like, like maybe with Deadpool said, they couldn't afford one of the actors from the other X Men movies. Oh, no, we'll get to the fourth wall thing because that's that's probably that's probably the most uh, attractive part of, of the film, you know. But um, well, the most attractive part I thought was Angel Dust. <laughs> Gina Carano, Gina bro. Carano. She yeah. was fantastic here. That's another big old titties uh, bouncing. And you know what it was? I mean, for the most part, it's like everybody in here, you know, everybody from Ryan Reynolds, which we'll get to, like, I want to devote a whole thing to Ryan Reynolds, too, but, you know... From, well, he, he deserves an award for this one. Freaking uh, T.J. Miller was awesome. Morena Bakarin, I thought was okay. I know you had your criticisms of her, but, you know, I thought she she did, she did all right. Um, And then uh, the actors who played Colossus in uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, I mean, I don't know the names on top of my head, but Brian, you know, everybody did pretty good here. Brianna Hildebrandt, Brianna Hildebrand, Stefan Capit. <laughs> I can never say Russian name. There you go. Stephon and even uh, our and even our boy Francis, you know. And now here's the thing. And now let's talk about Ajax for a second because, um, I thought the, he was let down, but go ahead. The, and okay, the thing with, with with Ajax or Francis, however you want to call him, um, he reminded me just overall after watching the movie, and I thought about it for a minute. He reminded me of basically Yellow Jacket and Ant Man. I mean. He's like the prototypical first villain, you yeah. know, of a franchise that really doesn't get to do much. That's it. No, and now I don't know, like, how Ajax relates to, like, Deadpool's uh, rogues gallery. Like, is, is he, like, a big deal or that's what I'm wondering? Because if, if he was, like, like one of his, like, arch nemesis, that's kind of a letdown the way he was portrayed here. But if he's just, like, some, you know, like, I don't know, just, just like, some random, like, guy in his rogues gallery, I, I guess it turned out okay then, you know? That's yeah, what... I mean, you're right. He's the first villain. So what can you do? I just thought that he was the weakest part of the movie. Because the movie, the thing about the movie is, to me, what makes the movie a good film is the characters, specifically the character of Deadpool, and the fact that the movie broke the fourth wall and was so uniquely directed and uniquely you know, told. A very unique narration. It was also nonlinear, which I also enjoyed. But the con of the movie is that even though it was nonlinear, it was also very formulaic. It was a revenge story. It was a kidnap my girlfriend story, which we've seen Steven Seagal do about a thousand of them and freaking Liam Neeson. So they're very simple plots, and I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me, but it is a little too simple. Now, again, it's the first movie, so I don't really yeah. consider that a major criticism. And I think if you tell a story right, it could be done a million times over again. 
but it is kind of the one thing that stood out to me was that it was just kind of a nothing story. Yeah, and the thing too, I mean, I picked up on the whole, I mean, it's pretty obvious too, the whole revenge story aspect of the film. And then as I'm thinking about it, I'm watching the film, you know, I'm hearkening back to like, you know, the way Tarantino kind of takes these revenge stories and makes them like their own. I mean, he kind of made an art out of creating a, like a perfect right. revenge right story. That. Now, yeah, of course, that. it's not on that level, but at the same time, you know, it works and it's fun along the way too. Oh yeah, I mean some of the best movies ever are revenge stories. I mean shit, but 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 yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you totally. That's fucking on point, yeah. Now, um our boy Ryan Reynolds, bro. This guy, man, who what I remember career resurgence this guy, bro. I remember, bro. Now th- now th- going back to the very first episode of this show, Van Wild. When we uh bro. brought up the 2011 films that we've seen and one of them was Green Lantern. And I remember Adolfo going to town on that movie, and I pretty much did too, but I said that I did like Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. I just liked his charisma, and I just like – because, again, I'm not a comic book person, so I didn't – you know, I, I don't have, like, any preconceived notion about how Green Lantern is supposed to be or whatever. So I liked how Ryan Reynolds portrayed Green Lantern, even if I didn't like the movie. But now here, it's like I love Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. I love the movie. It's like everything went right for him, and this is like – this he found his calling. He was pretty much born to play this part. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I agree. He carried the movie, essentially. He carried the movie. He was kind of doing the Jason Lee thing. Him and Jason Lee are like tw- op- like polar opposite twins or something. Um, you know what I mean? He was kind of doing the whole Jason Lee thing. Uh, but he definitely portrayed Deadpool correctly. They've literally erased the X-Men Origins movie, which I'm very happy about because I cannot stand that freaking movie. Uh, at, that's like one of the worst movies. That's what, that's one of the biggest letdowns of any movie ever. And thankfully, they're doing a Gambit movie later this year too. And that's also gonna erase the X Men Origins movie. So I'm happy about that. That's but awesome. But yeah, bro, Ryan Reynolds. He even poked fun at himself. He portrayed the role perfectly. His reactions. He really. He pretty much was Wade Winston Wilson, bro. He he fucking knocked it out of the park. Absolutely, man. And then. You know, just the the, guy, the guy's charisma, bro, just oozes off the screen. You know, you're with him from the very first second till the till the credits start rolling. And how about that uh that post credit sequence, which is awesome too. You know, uh, I posted the picture I think on on your Facebook, but like Deadpool in the robe doing the oh, Ferris yeah, Bueller yeah, thing. Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah, Definitely. man. And that's when they uh, revealed the whole cable thing for the sequel, which is kind of an odd way to like reveal a sequel, but it's like it's it's innovative. I think you know it was something I've never seen before. And, oh, by the way, well, we're doing a sequel and cables like... in it. You know. Yeah, by the way, the sequel coming up, we're writing in cables in it. So now the next writer has to, if it's going to be the same guy or not, has to pretty much write that. Yeah, and just look how nonchalant it was. Oh, cables in it, you know? We just haven't cast him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cables in it. Yeah, so, but then that begs the question, of course, like, is it, you know, is it, uh, is Cable going to premiere in Deadpool or is he going to premiere in X-Force? So there's been talk of, of both. There's also been talk of them doing a solo Cable movie. The thing with Cable, though, is that, you know, the whole time travel thing. Like, yeah. he would be perfect to bring in for the Apocalypse movie, but he's not going to be in it. Um, Cable's got a lot of stories they could tell. So, we'll see what happens. The old, bro, this is the old, and I'm, you know what I'm going to say here. The only, I know. the only possible way that I know Cable, because, you know, I didn't really watch the uh, the cartoon, I didn't read the comics. The game? The game, bro. Because everybody picked Cable in Marvel vs. Capcom, because he had that freaking, that blaster as like one of his special moves and it knocked out everybody so it's like 
You know, everybody picked like every all the noobs picked Cable as like their first. It would, it would be Cable, Iron Man, and freaking like I, I forgot who the third one would be, but those would be You're like the Sentinel, noob team. Bro. Rocket Punch, Rocket Punch, Rocket Punch. There you go, punch, Sentinel, punch, Iron Man, punch, Cable. That's punch, like your noob punch. team. <laughs> yeah, fuck that game. <laughs> yeah, so, but then somebody would pick Colossus, Spiral, and uh, and uh, who's the third one? Magneto and kick your ass. They knew all the tricks. Exactly. And, oh, bro, my my friend who's probably listening right now was a master at that game. He'd be like Psylocke, freaking um, oh guys, this now I can't remember his teams. But Psylocke uh, will be in X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, played by Olivia Munn, and she looks very fine as Psylocke. If I say so myself. But. Let me look her up real quick. Olivia Munn. Where do I know her from? That name's familiar. Oh, yeah. Look at those titties. Yeah, she's straight. Um, wait, there you go. Wh- oh, my God. Wait, where do I know her from? What movie did she do before this? Um, She's done, like, little bit parts in comedy. Oh, Attack of the Show. Yeah, they, yeah Attack of the Show. Uh, she was a correspondent on Jon Stewart also for a little while. So that's how I know her. And she was in a movie called Mordecai about – Oh, with guy, Johnny Depp. Uh, about Depp and- Oh, I thought that was the uh, that guy from 2004. <laughs> gonna wrestle Undertaker. Bro, I rem- he's going to wrestle Eddie Guerrero too, wasn't he? Didn't well, he cut that promo, bro, before they canned him about how he's going to get the guy who lies, cheats, and steals, and then we never some, saw him again? Something like that. Yeah, I don't even remember. You probably remember that better than I do. Hopefully the Tumblr will pick out Great American Bash 2004 soon because there's a uh, lot of stuff to talk about on that show. Or, or Judgment Day 04. Yeah, but Great American Bash is historically known as one of the worst shows ever. That's true. Judgment Day is pretty bad too, though. Jeez, dude, Judgment Day is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Great American Bash 04. Oh, anyways, go ahead. So, the fourth wall humor of Deadpool. So, I think this is, like I said, this is like the most attractive, I think, part of the of the film because it's so, I guess, non typical of your other superhero films. Like, you know, when you really, I mean, it's funny. Kickass kind of did it first a little bit too. A little bit. I do like the the first kick ass. The second I one can go suck a cock or something. Yeah, you but hate the second one. I hate the second one. But with the thing with with this film, it's like it's very by the numbers, like like you said on your review. But at the same time, it's it's innovative. And the really most innovative part of it is the fourth wall humor, where he just basically just stops the action and he starts talking to you, the audience member, and it's freaking awesome. And that's how Which the comic he does is in too. The comic. Yeah, yeah wait, the comic is like that too, but you just haven't seen that in like a, a superhero film before, where he just kind of stops the action and he talks to you. No, and I mean Zach Morris did it in Saved by the Bell. Right, but I mean as, as far as like comic book films, so that's oh, the I thing. I, was, I mean the fourth wall is not like an innovative concept, but it's like for here it is. I, oh, I know. I just do a random Saved by the Bell. No, you're <laughs> right, and it's funny because uh, Deadpool was pretty much a kind of a semi-carbon copy of Spider-Man. In fact, there's even a panel where Spider-Man even asked Deadpool, why you gotta copy me? Because Deadpool making fun of his enemies and making wisecracks and shit, that's all Spider-Man first. But obviously, Spider-Man didn't talk to the audience that much. He did a little bit. If you saw the Spider-Man animated series, you always heard him, like, talk to himself. He's basically talking to the audience, you know, what he's thinking, what's going through his head. Yeah. So he kind of did a little bit, but he didn't do, like, Deadpool, where he actually broke the fourth wall. Like, he never did that, nor did he cuss. But Deadpool definitely cusses, so... Uh, but the thing is about movies doing the R rating and cussing is that it only works for a character like Deadpool. So if you're going to do something like this, it has to be a character that fits it. Like we talked about Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain America. They should not be cursing every two seconds. And they shouldn't be. I mean, that's the bottom line. It fits Deadpool. It works for Deadpool. It's part of Deadpool's popularity. Let's leave it as a part of Deadpool. Exactly. I agree 100%. And then also the uh, – probably like if I were to just – 
just going back on my memory of the film, probably my favorite joke, and this is the one that legitimately made me crack up in the in the theater, was when uh, um, Colossus is telling Deadpool, we're going to go see the professor, and he goes like, Stuart or McAvoy? That fucking floored me, bro. I did not see that coming. And it was like probably the, my favorite joke of the entire film. Not only was that awesome, but when he's like, I'm not going to take orders from some bald motherfucker. You know, that was <laughs> line. Get your and, X-Men bullshit on or whatever. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Then the uh, the one you mentioned earlier about how, you know, we see the Xavier Institute, but like only Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are ever like in the building. So like, oh, I guess you couldn't afford any more X-Men to make cameos, you know? Which is probably the truth. It's probably true. Yeah. And hell, from the opening credits. The fact that they had, like, you know, directed by some overpaid asshole, like, that kind of shit. They, they they knew what they were doing, but you can't do it every movie. But I think it was, like, but, an overpaid tool or something. Yeah, and the guy, <laughs> Tim Miller, he's a brand-new director. I mean, he's brand-new. He did some shit with Thor. He's worked with other films. But this is his first um, full-length feature film. He knocked it out of the park. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be some freaking hotshot guy, but he did a pretty good job you know he did a good job in this movie very unique vision so i hope to see more from him not exactly like this but close enough right right um now you also mentioned on your review too that you know you think that i mean it's already looking like the character's gonna get over i already think he's already over he is over he's over he's even over for years because now he's got a movie i mean has he because i mean before like before x-men origins i never heard of deadpool well, that, that's because you, you're not in the comic book industry. Deadpool's one of the most popular characters in Marvel Comics. Like, maybe the most popular now, actually. Like, because he took over for... He really, he didn't get big until the 2000s. Yeah. But he pretty much took over for, like, the X-Men and uh, and, Mar- and uh, uh, Spider-Man. He pretty much became, like, the hot shot guy, like, you know, in the last, I would say, six, seven, eight years. So, yeah, he's he's over, bro. Like, I mean, I, he's, And here's the thing about he me. He started as a heel, too. Here's the thing about me, like, you know, I guess discovering Deadpool, because it was first for me, it was X-Men Origins, and then in Marvel vs. Capcom well, 3, Deadpool. he was, the uh, Deadpool was in that game, and that's the wisecracking Deadpool that now we see, like, in, you know, in the movies, and I guess the, the popular iteration, and then now he has a movie. So it's like, I got to know him more through that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 video game, because, like, he would do the wise cracks and ask for the chimichanga, which he really didn't do in this movie, but... He made one chimichanga reference. <laughs> I think that's it, right? But, you know, all, like, the t-shirts I've seen is, like, you know, where are the chimichangas? So, like, it's part of his character. And yet, the movie only made one reference to it, I guess. So... Yeah, I mean, it's... It wasn't the best, but uh, it was fine. Now, yeah, he started back in 91. He was a villain originally. I remember he was actually a villain of the New Mutants, which wound up becoming the X-Force later on. And then what pretty much happened was as time went by, they decided to turn him into a babyface, and that's what he became, a babyface, because he's pretty much almost impossible to kill now there's a comic that came out recently in the last like three four years called deadpool versus thanos and in that comic it's actually very funny in the comic uh what happens is and for those who don't know uh there's a spoiler coming up for the upcoming x-men movies but pretty much thanos is in love with a character called death uh her name is lady death she is the physical embodiment of death which is why at the end of avengers the guy says, you know, uh, to, co- to to challenge them would be to court death. He's talking about literally courting death, as in Thanos has a crush, a sexual attraction to Lady Death. And um, what happens is that for all of Marvel Comics, Thanos' purpose is to impress her. 
by killing people because that's how you impress death. And every time that he kills a lot of people, death isn't really impressed. But death fell in love with Deadpool. So they have this entire love <laughs> triangle. Yeah, there's this wacky love triangle in the uh, comics. And so Thanos says, all right, well, you want to fucking take my girl away from me? Fuck you. And grants Deadpool immortality. So in the comics, Deadpool is immortal. And as a result of that, death is not that interested in him because he cannot die. Die. So it's a big fucking trip. And, but uh, but that comic was seen it was, was actually a, a comedy gag. It wasn't meant to be part of the Marvel Universe canon. But so many people have taken that as being legitimate canon when it's not. Deadpool is not undestroyable, but he is very hard to kill. But if you light up Deadpool's entire body, you can kill him. It's just that people think that because of the Thanos thing that he's immortal. He is, but only in the comedy universe. He's not really, like, immortal in our universe. But that's always a gray area because they never actually stated that. And that was the thing too that I found kind of interesting too, like like in the movie, like he t- freaking took his arm off, you know, when he was back. trying to escape Colossus, and it grew back. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But, yeah, he I mean, has, he has an accelerated healing factor, which is but part the, of the whole Weapon X thing, right? Yeah, but the thing is that not even Wolverine's healing factor is that efficient because Wolverine gets an arm cut off, he can't grow it back. He can only he can only grow grow back little little wounds and shit. Yeah. Um. The thing is about Deadpool is that Deadpool's healing factor is heavily accelerated because that whole because he can actually re- re- resurrect his own head because the Hulk like punched his head into a pancake in the comic. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he was able to resurrect his head, bro. Uh, even when he gets shot in the head, he can resurrect his head. So the whole joke is that yeah, Deadpool has a very powerful healing factor. It's very very hard to kill him. He's he's but again the comic book, okay the comic book version of Deadpool or whatever um is very uh what's the word, it's very um inconsistent. So just be aware of that because you'll see people that are still gonna say oh he's definitely immortal. He's really not immortal, but he definitely is almost. He's virtually immortal. I mean there's an episode where the X Force go to the future and they find him, 800 years later he looks exactly the same. So, right. you know, he's a special, special character. So there you go. Awesome. Now, I mean, we pretty much, like, talked about all, like, the main points of the film, but we also, I, I didn't mention the, uh, I thought the action sequences also were, were very well done. I mean, Fantastic. nothing, they were, they were good. I mean, nothing groundbreaking, you know, it, it was, like, very formulaic, but they were very well shot, though, and they kept you in the moment. So I really, I really like that. And I also like that big final battle. Like, it's like they just threw everything to the wall. And that final like climax scene with uh with Ajax and I thought it was I thought that was very well done as well. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was good too. And by the way, I just want to say one last comic book thing. Uh, one of the most popular comic books ever is called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, where essentially what happens is Deadpool gets fucked up by this guy called the Psycho Man, and Deadpool becomes because he tries to mind control Deadpool it doesn't work though. Then Deadpool loses his mind and starts to kill every single superhero in the universe. So the entire comic, and of course this is non-canon, it's a parody, guys. It ain't serious. Deadpool goes around killing every single superhero. Like we're talking about like he goes to every hero you could think of and kills them. That's why it's called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. <laughs> of course it, it ends with him breaking into the real world and killing the writers of the comics. So <laughs> that's the wacky shit they do with Deadpool in the comics. It, Deadpool comics are different than anything else. All right, but um, do you don't ha- forget he also has a son called Kitty Pool, so there's a, there's, a, there's a pun right there. 
See, I'm, I'm finding out all about this now, bro. Like, this is this is all new to me. Yeah, well, yeah, it's more recent stuff. Yeah, I'm not into comics like I used to be either, but Deadpool's been the one thing that people are, like, hooked on, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then they also brought Gwen Stacy back to life, which I don't like, and she became Gwenpool after Spider-Gwen. It's a fucking mess. What bro. the fuck? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah I, I don't like that, but whatever. What's more to left field, that or Shane versus Undertaker in Hell in a Cell? Oh, I don't know which – well, I I don't have a – I wish I'd come with a smart answer for you, but I don't. <laughs> I don't have one, bro. It's but, uh, all booked poorly. <laughs> but uh, do you have any uh, any final thoughts on Deadpool the film? Uh, it was a fun ride. I, w- I will say this for the sequel. They can't do the same thing over again because the gimmick's going to run dry. They're going to have to come up with new jokes. They're going to have to come up with new situations, new scenarios. Um, we'll see what happens. I just don't think they're going to be able to do the same thing over again. They're going to have to have a really good villain for the next movie. I don't even know who it could possibly be. Um, I will say this, though. Vanessa Carlisle, which is his girl in the movie, eventually becomes yeah. copycat. So that may be the storyline for the next one because she does That's become true. a character herself. She becomes a shapeshifter. So we'll see what happens uh, in the next film, but I just think the next movie should try to be not exactly. I should try to evolve, you know. But I mean, I, I pretty much echo what you know your feelings on the film. It was a very, very fun movie. You know, everybody. I, I was in a packed theater. I had like the nice lounge seats with the freaking recliners. It was freaking awesome, and it was a perfect way to to enjoy that Saturday night. Watch that movie. Um, I had a great time. You know, we talked about you know Ryan Reynolds, freaking master. Master at his craft here as Deadpool. He even talked about himself in the movie too, which I liked. Exactly. I mean, every everything was was great here. It's just such a fun movie, and I definitely if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, what's what's, what's the matter with you? But uh, you definitely check this out. Buy the Blu-ray. Give it support because it really deserves it. It was really one of the most like innovative things I've seen in a while, as far as the, the comic book genre goes. There's a lot of comic movies coming out this year. Uh, X Men or X Men. Uh, well, X Men is one of them. There's a lot of movies coming out, you know, Batman, Superman, uh, Cap 3, X-Men Apocalypse, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Gambit, Doctor Strange. That's six movies based on comics and Star Wars. At the yeah. Of the year. So that's <laughs> a lot of fucking – that's a lot of times I'll be going to the theater. Yeah. And, I know and I, Avatar too, which I might not oh see Lord. because fuck Avatar. <laughs> Jimmy Cameron. But, I love uh... Jimmy Cameron, bro, but – no, but I, I know I mean I mean you just talked about now all like the comic movies that are like on the site just for this year. You know, I remember like in past episodes Draven would talk about how like you know the comic book bubble is gonna burst soon. I think but, it is gonna burst. I think after after Avengers four or so it'll burst. Yeah, but at least you know, with movies like Deadpool coming out, like if they still like stay try to stay ahead of the game and innovative like they did with Deadpool, I think it'd be a while before it burst. You know? Well yeah, they need new characters. They definitely need new characters to carry like, you know, Think about who got over, bro. Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Deadpool. Now, those are not new characters, quote-unquote, especially not Ant-Man. He's been around for five, six decades. But we never saw them have their own movie. We never saw them have their own TV show. So I think that the new, fresh characters that we have not seen adapted, I think, have a better chance of getting over than the ones that we have. Because I'll be honest, even though Batman Superman could be a huge flop, uh... Suicide Squad looks pretty good. That, I agree with, with you there. And it's funny because, you know, I think they're starting to film Justice League, what, this month or next month? I think I think April, yeah, which is, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's a huge mess. Yeah, so, like, it, it, let's just say, worst case scenario, this movie does flop. Are they still going to go through with the whole Justice League thing? I mean, it's, you know, they already committed to it, so they, they, they're going to have to. They're going to they're gonna have to, but, it, but you never know. I mean, 
if this movie flops, doesn't mean that Justice League will. Maybe Justice League will do well. Maybe it'll get good ratings. I, I don't know. Good reviews. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't even know who the villain for that would be because you would think the villain would be Doomsday, but he's the villain for this one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Let, let's not get started on that. But uh, I guess with uh, with that, we can wrap up Force Perspective episode 72. Any questions, comments, feedback, just send an email to fpmpodcast at gmail.com. Just put in the subject line Force Perspective or FP. Um, you don't really have to plug anything. You just geek them one hundred and one on YouTube. That's all you have to know. That'll be the name of the website soon. Once I get the damn thing moved over, right? I can't be super friends, especially not now with what's coming out. Fuck yeah, that. I ain't gonna get no letter from Disney or from DC, whatever. Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers. All right. So now here's the deal, folks. Um, it looks like for next week we will be posting the post Oscars episode. We're actually gonna record that the day after the Oscars. will go up next Friday. Um, I, I hopefully after that we'll be able to put up our Back to the Future Part Three show. Um, so that's what's coming up for Force Perspective. Now here's the million dollar question, D. This is what the question everybody wants to know: uh-huh. Who are you picking to win the main event of Oscar Mania this Sunday? I don't even know what the fucking movies are, bro. <laughs> All right, what do I look for? Oscar. See, I type in Oscar and I get Oscar Isaac, the man who I have a man. <laughs> nice. Oscar nominees 2016. Right? Best pictures. The best picture you'll get. Him. All right. Now, keep in mind, I, I'm my cinephilia is different than yours. I don't. I'm not a hardcore cinephile, but I'm hardcore over certain movies. That's how I am. Like I'm autistic when it comes to like really, really good movies, but I'm not a guy who watches a ton of movies. Like right now, the Criterion is doing a 50% sale. And I was going to pick something up, but I don't really know what I want other than Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So, Well, The Graduate just came out today, bro. That's what's so funny about it. It came out today. And you love it, that movie, but I thought that was already – don't you already own that movie? I own like the regular blue, but now I picked up the Criterion because there's new stuff. and new, The extras oh my, the extras are amazing for this release, so of course I picked that one up. You know? When are they going to put Chasing Amy on blue rest? I've been waiting for That's that. what I'm waiting for too, you know? And I'm glad, bro, for in May the player comes out on blue for Criterion. Oh my god, it – such an underrated film, but what a gem that movie is. Our boy Tim Robbins is in that. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. But... Oh, I've never seen it, but you already said the magic word, bro. Tim Robbins. I, you already sold it. There you me. go. Timmy Robbins is in this shit, bro, and he's like the fucking man here. All right, now, here's what I got. It's a big, short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, The Revenant, Room, Mad Max, The Martian, Spotlight, right? There you go. Where's Force Awakens? Oh, For, yeah, you'll find Force Awakens on the uh, special effects category. Uh, of course. Like and Johnny Williams got nominated for the score. Well, out of these films, I've only seen Mad Max. I haven't seen The Revenant, even though I was going to see it. And I've heard good things about The Martian. So I'm going to say I'm going to narrow it down to it being The Martian and The Revenant, mostly because those are the two movies that I've heard the most about as far as, like, the best movie. Mad Max, it, I liked it a lot, but I don't know if it's going to win Best Picture because it's so freaking, like, unusual. Yeah. And the Academy is a bunch of old men who, you know. Now, Bridge of Spies, yeah, I, I don't even know that movie. Well, what is Bridge of Spies? Have I done Now, I haven't movie? seen I'm it. Like, I haven't seen it yet. I'm it's, gonna... in, it's in theaters right now still, I guess, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it as part of the, the marathon this weekend, but it's like a Cold War story from our boy Esteban Spielbergo. Oh, okay. Well, of course. If it's a Spielberg movie, and Tom Hanks is in it, what a surprise! <laughs> what a shock! All right. Now, what is that, that, room? what's more of a shock? A Tom Hanks in a Spielberg movie, or a freaking uh, Johnny Depp in a Tim Burton movie? It's like the same thing at this point, bro. It really is. <laughs> or, or Sam Jackson in a Tarantino movie. Yeah. There you go. All right. Now, Room. That's not the Room. It's just. Room. It's just Room, and it's completely different, bro. Like it's an it's a drama, and it's like I, would hope it's I haven't seen it yet. 
but it's like I hear it's like freaking like traumatizing. So Canadian British Irish drama film directed by Lenny Abrahamson. What the fuck? Oh, this is one of them. Them one of them tutti frutti artsy fartsy uh, Criterion movies, right? I, I guess I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. But that's the vibe I'm getting. It, it, that's the vibe I'm getting too, bro. It looks like that movie. Uh, what's the name of that Italian movie, bro? Uh, with, 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 with the uh, the Jews that go to the Holocaust. One Schindler's picture. List. No man, Italian movie, bro. Oh, Italian. Oh, uh, we talked about it recently. I think it's the one movie I never, I will never watch again. My uh, wife loves this fucking movie, bro. Um, the fuck is it called, bro? All right, 1997. Nah, hold on, 1998. Oscar oh. Best Picture. Oh wait, is it like the Pianist? No, bro. It's, it's not old. the Pianist. No, it's, it's older. Called, okay. Uh, huh? It's older. Right. Let me see. Yeah, dude, it's it's. It, it, I told you about. We talked about this movie recently. I can't remember for not. <laughs> Bro, it's the fucking movie with um. Hold on. Nah, wait a minute. Ninety-eight. Wings of the no. Yeah, no, this is oh, gonna drive me nuts now. So now I have to find. Yeah, it's it. gonna drive. Dude, it's a movie that it's Italian fucking movie, bro. It's an Italian movie. It's an Italian movie. Somebody out there is like, "Life is beautiful." Life is beautiful. Yes. Life is beautiful. Looks like room, bro. Like it looks like it could be. The same <laughs> and the thing about Life is Beautiful is that it was a good movie, um, but I'll. It's so goddamn sad that I will never ever watch it. Watch again. it again? Those, yeah, it's depressing. You know those movies that you only watch once, and you never want to see it again? That's up there. Not saying it's bad. I just never want to see it again. Right. It has no replay value for me. Did you see it? I have, but a long time ago. Like, I have to revisit it because I don't remember much of it. You know what's weird about Life is Beautiful? It came out in 97, but it got nominated for the 99 Oscars. Is that because it didn't get dubbed until 98? Because I, it Pretty much, yeah, because it didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's not really fair. That should have been the 98. It should have been nine, the 97 awards, yeah. Yeah, or the 98 awards. Yeah. yeah. They're waiting two years for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, bro. But, yeah, this guy Roberto Bellini does a bunch Benini, of Benini, yeah. Yeah, Benini. Yeah, coffee. He did Coffee and Cigarettes, which is a very underrated movie that I only I think. Have you ever seen that movie? Coffee and Cigarettes? No, I haven't seen. That's it. like a very like, it's it's a Criterion esque movie. Right. It's a black and white movie with short vignettes, bro. You know the shit that you cinephiles fucking jack off to. I, it's actually a pretty good movie though. I like it. So. Now the one I also want to ask you about too before we get out of here because yeah. the two of your heroes are nominated in the same category because I mentioned already Johnny Williams Best Original Score, but. And you know Morricone for Hateful Eight is also nominated. And that was a beautiful score as well. Oh, man. He's very talented. So that's a, it's a toss-up. Those are the two guys that inspired Shinsuke Kikuchi's Dragon Ball score. So I'm always going to have that. <laughs> nice. Them, bro. They are. They are two guys who inspired the Dragon Ball score. The original one, not the new one. Right. Um, nominated for the same category this year. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I would hate it. One of them has to win. There, none of None of them can't win. It well, has to be one of there? them. Just a couple other. Uh, Thomas Newman for Bridge of Spies, Carter Burwell for Carol, and then Johan Johansson, which is the most awesome name yeah, I've heard in a while cool. for Sicario. Well, I don't know. You're right. It has to be one of those two. The thing is that people were saying that the soundtrack to Force Awakens was not that good. Oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, yeah, I disagree. bro. I thought. I mean, the first time you watch the movie, you can't really hear it. Because you're so focused on the drama and the story. Right. But the second time, I think it's fantastic, bro. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I still like the prequel music a little bit more. Honestly, that's the best thing about the prequels. But I thought it was good. Yeah, I think he'll win. Yeah, I, I mean, I listened to the score. Well, you sent it to me like the day before the you know the, the first screenings of the film. And I listened to it. And then I listened to it again after I saw the movie. And I was able to like picture all the scenes that it was in. It was just 
and it was just such a marvelous composition, beautiful score. That's why I'm glad it got nominated. That was so awesome. Bro. And then the the Jedi steps, which is the last one, is my favorite because you get you, the emotion built up to that final moment, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And then I like the, the Kylo Ren one, the Kylo Ren music. No, I like the the, the Resistance music. Yeah. But Kylo Ren's debut, though, his entrance, bro. Yes. I'm wondering if Taker's going to be able to top that one, bro. <laughs> we'll find um, out. You know? Yeah. You know why we've come here. Uh, <laughs> I know where you come from. The map to Skywalker. Okay. We, know, we know you found it. <laughs> the map to Skywalker. We'll give it to the First Order. order. Actually, I fucked up because the first thing he tells him, tells him is, look how old you've become and then he replies back with something far worse has happened to you you von saito bro what a what an alpha both of them bro my von saito and the character of uh lore van tech or lore santeca Tekka, yeah you didn't you call him something else like in the video and you you admitted it like you fucked up or something no I, yeah i called him lore in the original video i called him lore van tech when it's lore santeca, santeca yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got fucked up. Cause I, I actually thought it was Laura Van Tecca forever, but it's Laura San Because I think in Van Helsing. Right. But anyways, he's fucking, uh, I know where you come from. Before you called yourself Kylo Ren. You know, and then fucking the whole thing where he's like, uh, you, we know you found it, and now you will give it to the First Order. The First Order rose from the dark side. You did not. Right. And, and then he's like, I'll show you the dark side. side. And then he's like, man, how can this movie not win Best Picture? <laughs> I don't get it, bro. It's just everything about this movie is so awesome. And then he's like, uh, you will try, but you can't escape the truth that is your family. And then he's like, you're so right, and then kills him. And then yeah. you find out later on that what he meant by you're so right is that, yeah, okay. Lor Santeca was telling him, mom is Princess Leia and your dad's Han Solo. Yeah. And then Kylo Ren was like, you're so right, and kills him. And what he's telling him is, yeah, my grandfather was Darth Vader. See, I like that. I, you don't pick up on it the first time you see the movie. That that's what that's the message they're sending. Like, okay, my mom and dad might be good people, but my grandfather has a history of killing younglings. So uh, <laughs> you know, I like it. Oh man, that's the so, so apparently. True. No, I, I have to be losing my mind here. Never mind. I, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm looking at something right now. This can't be right. No, never mind. It's something totally different that I thought was right, but it's not. Yeah. But anyways, great movie. Yeah, so if it were up to you, you'd think either Martian or Revan is going to take it home Sunday. Even though you probably haven't seen I them, think, but... I haven't seen them. I can't. I'm the wrong person. Hey, I, you, hey, I figured you're, you're on the show on the final Force Respective. You're on the final Force Respective before the Oscars, so I figure I'd get your take on it anyway. So I haven't seen them. I actually did want to see Revenant because I heard, I heard Revenant is like... Is like that Liam Neeson wolf movie, but better. Is that true? Is that kind of what it Re- is? Revenant? Yeah, yeah, I heard the, the Revenant. It's like the Liam Neeson wolf movie, but better. You know what? I haven't heard that, but I can totally see that. I mean, the thing with Revenant, we talked about it on the Oscar Mania show, which for those who haven't listened to, you can go back. It's episode 69 on Force Perspective. You know, very good listen now, especially, you know, before the Oscars. We talked about how, you know, it's it starts out very good. It gets kind of dull in the middle. But it's a it, that's also a revenge story, you know. It's a more dramatic revenge story than let's say Deadpool, you know. There's really no humor to any of this stuff, especially when when Leo gets raped by the bear. But that's a whole other story. Um, and the uh, I mean, it lags a little, but then the final showdown with our boy Tom Hardy, bro, that's the stuff. That's the stuff of pure revenge, and and it was such such a satisfying ending. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah. Well, him. No, no I'm say they're awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So I I can definitely see like Revenant taking it home as well. I, I just does Revenant cut a promo like fucking like Huggs though. All remaining systems will bow to the, to the first order. So awesome, bro. I think he should have been nominated just for that scene. He should have been, bro. He was scowling the entire movie, bro. The whole movie he had that that scowling look on his face. Yeah. Bro. All remaining systems will bow to the, the first order. order. And this be the end of the Republic. Rick. So I like the part where he goes. The part where he goes. It's elsewhere, the new Republic lies to the galaxy. <laughs> Ron Weasley, the space Nazi. Word. And he's still alive, so I hope we get another promo like that in the next one. Probably not, though. He's probably going to bite it in the next one. Probably. Uh, I hope. I, again, I hope not. But all right, let's get the hell out of here. So, on behalf of Big D on Sportsguy Five One Five, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Bye. You're gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. Woo! Superhero landing. Yeah, that's really hard on your knees. Totally impractical. They all do it. You're a lovely lady, but I'm saving myself for Francis. That's why I brought him. I prefer not to hit a woman, so please play. I mean. That's why I brought her? Oh no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's fine. Just give us a second. There you go, hashtag it. Go get her, Tiger. Oh, I so pity the dude who pressures her into prom sex. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.